0: I want you guys to be educated, amen. So we're going to obviously talk about the day of Pentecost, the representation it means. And also, I also want just, you know, to let you know, where this Last Supper is, you know, the Last Supper we just did is the Holy Communion, right? In the same exact room, the upper room, is where they broke bread. And in the day of Pentecost, which was 50 days after, Penta means 55, that's why they call it Pentecost, is where the Holy Spirit manifested and fell upon the disciples with power and authority, amen? Which we will get to in a little bit. But basically, this day represents so much. And I also want you guys to understand as well, the day Penta 50... Why, why is it the day of Pentecost? Well, thousands of years before, Moses, the Israelites were under slavery for 400 years. And when they were delivered from slavery, 50 days later on Mount Sinai, Moses received the Ten Commandments. And the Pentecost, the day of Pentecost is something that's been celebrated for thousands of years. So that's number one. Just as God has, listen, God has a vision for the church. God has a vision for you. The day of Pentecost is the day which the church was established. And before I get to the details, I want you to see the definition between, the difference between sight and the difference between a vision. The definition of sight is the faculty or power of seeing. A thing that one sees or that can be seen F- sight is the present vision is future say amen the definition of a vision is an experience of seeing someone or something in a dream sight is a function of the eyes which allows us to see vision is in the mind and comes from within just as God has a vision for you he instills a vision in your life personally amen we all have certain dreams aspirations and goals that God gives us, we put our faith towards it, amen, we water it, we plant that seed, and later what happens? We bear fruit. God also has a vision for the church. We're gonna get to that in a second, but I want you to look at here what it says, John Maxwell says, what people see is influenced by who they are. People in the same room will look at some things and see everything totally different each of us has his or own bent. And what colors our view of everything, what is around us, doesn't determine what we see. What is within us does. Say amen. At the moment of a vision, the eyes see nothing. You see, eyes, what we see is right here in the present. Vision is future sense. Vision. Come on, somebody. The faith, the only way to activate your faith is when you have a vision towards something. If you don't have a vision, it's impossible to please God because you can never activate your faith towards what is your believing. Look what it says here. When you focus all your attention on what is seen, your eyes will be blinded to what is real. You must see the invisible, dream the impossible, and believe the unfathomable. I'm going to say that again when you focus all your attention on what is seen in front of you you're actually blinded to what's real isn't that insane and what do you mean by real well what's real is what God tells me not necessarily what's happening right now negative situations is what I'm leaning towards church things that aren't of God that you may see in front of you now if God says one thing but you see something else what are you believing What are we believing? You must see the invisible. Glory be to God. Dream the impossible and believe the unfathomable. Another quote that I've used many times is one from Helen Keller. And this is a very interesting quote. This woman was a blind and deaf individual. She said, well, they asked her a question. What's worse? Being being blind, having no sight, what's worse, being blind, excuse me. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. They asked her a question. What's worse, being blind or being able to have no vision? They said, listen, the worst thing is having sight with no vision. Many of us can see things, but not many of us believe and have a vision When you don't have a vision, you're like running around without hope. Let me put it to you this way. When you have a corporate in the corporate America, everyone has a vision and a mission statement. The vision focuses on the future. The missions are the steps that you take, the necessary steps you need to take in order to get to the overall goal. If you wanna be the CEO or president of Tesla, you guys know Tesla, say amen, you know that company. If you wanna be the CEO of Tesla, well, you probably won't be the CEO because Elon Musk isn't gonna give you that position. You wanna be the president of a company, let's say Tesla, first thing you need to do, that's your vision. You gotta make sure that you apply, you gotta make sure that you work. You got to make sure you're there. You got to make sure you, those are your mission. Your mission is the small steps you take in order to complete your vision. The vision says what the ultimate goal is. It is based on the future. People without a vision are in an endless present, without hope, without expectation, without guidance. Proverbs 29.1 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I don't know why. 29.18, excuse me, that's not the right one. Anyways, yeah, that's way off. It's all good. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. James 2.17 says, in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. You want something, God will will still that vision in you. And what happens next? You need to apply it. You need to water that seed so that something grows. Vision is what fuels your faith. How many times, how many of you guys still have that poster board that we did in the beginning of the year? amen well if you haven't it's okay it's not too late basically get a poster board put some pictures on it you want one day to be married uh, put a, a nice looking couple you want one day to have your own house put a house maybe you want to do something ministerially maybe you want to grow spiritually well what do you got to do go to Girl track today go to bible fundamentals go to the bible institute get more deep in the word of god learn the word and then God can use you more. When it comes to the spiritual side of things. Put a guy preaching if you want to be a preacher one day. I don't know. But we all are called to do something. So this is the reason we had a vision board in the beginning of the year. If you haven't done it, do it. I urge you to do it. If you have no vision, you will never reach your promised land. But now... With vision, check this out, even if it's not achieved right away, there is always hope, expectation, drive to achieve what God has placed inside of you. Can I get an amen? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. If you don't have hope... There's lack of vision in your life. God has called all of us to have dreams, aspirations, visions, and hope for the future. All of us have to dream. I don't care how old you are. Sometimes older people think, I'm already old. No. You can continue. Fight the good fight. Press forward. Don't let the enemy stop you. He wants to hinder you. He doesn't want to see you succeed. He wants to see you fail. God has a vision for you guys, and I know most of you know exactly what it is. Maybe you don't see the whole picture of your whole life, but regardless of that, you know that, that God is with you, and that if he placed it in you, then you're going to achieve it, no matter what comes your way. No matter who or what obstacle tries to stop you or hinder you, you grab a hold to that promise. Never let go. In the same way, God has a vision for you. And now you guys see the difference between sight and vision. Say amen. The day of Pentecost is the day that it began, when the church began. And like I told you, 400 years prior, excuse me, for the Moses thousands of years prior to the day of Pentecost. Well, to the day that the church was actually when it began. Because the day of Pentecost had already existed because of the representation. Remember, the Old Testament is a shadow of the New. The Old Testament talks about there's prophecies and things of that nature all throughout the Old Testament, and Jesus fulfills all of those prophecies because he is the true Messiah. Say amen. Today represents the day the actual church was founded. Jesus dies he resurrects and I know I talked about this two weeks ago a lot of the disciples and I use them as an example a lot of them doubted that Jesus was going to resurrect believe it or not now I'm going a little before the day of Pentecost are you with me church say amen so Jesus dies everyone's sad possibly they're all depressed but praise the Lord on the third day he resurrected they believed when they saw sight versus vision. Come on, church. And God, we're not like that, though. Amen. We're, gonna, we're, we're a church that believes even though we don't see. Say amen. Now, Jesus is hanging around for 40 more days. After he resurrected, he's, in the, he's, on, he's, still, with, he's still walking the earth. He hasn't ascended to heaven yet. Educational class 101. We're going to get, we're gonna, they're all going to get me. So Jesus is still with the disciples after he resurrected for 40 days. Then now he gives them the great commission, which you've heard many times. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them all that I've commanded you. I will be with you always. Wow, every time I say that, I, it's so amazing. He's always with us. So now, then Jesus goes up. He ascends to heaven. So now, the disciples, well, Jesus tells the disciples, wait in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem. They're waiting in Jerusalem. Every day praying. And they were scared. Because remember, what's going on here, Jesus, Jesus crashes the party. (laughs) Because remember, Passover is like a, it's a whole month and a half long event people from all over go to jerusalem to pray so jesus shows up and during that time is when he passes away then obviously he resurrects there's a bunch of people there in jerusalem even during those 40 days while he was there and when he ascends to heaven during those 10 days, there's a bunch of people there that do not believe Jesus is the Messiah. The disciples are, you know, them and a couple hundred other more people, only the ones that are believing in Jesus at this moment. So there they are there, scared in the upper room, which is where we just, when we did the communion earlier, this is the Last Supper, the same exact place. It's so cool. We, I was actually there. Um, we were there for the, uh, with Israel. You guys got to go to Israel. It's incredible. And you actually go to, like, you see where they broke bread, like where Jesus was. It's incredible. And, um, yeah, I didn't even... It was funny because I didn't even know that until um, till two or three months ago that the actual place of the day of Pentecost where the disciples were, where this was the same place where they, the Last Supper was. Incredible. Side note, let me get back to my point. <laughs> so now the disciples are there waiting, and they're scared because, you know, a lot of people, they just killed Jesus, you know. Like, they, they may think that they're going to die. There's different thoughts that may be going through their head. So I'm just thinking, God tells, Jesus tells them, I'm with you always, but stay here and wait. <laughs> so in that time, there's 10 days, and they didn't know it was going to be 10 days. They're there. They're there praying hard, I can imagine. Remember here, Jesus is, you know he's a Messiah. You just saw him resurrect from the dead. Now I'm here. God is telling them, wait in Jerusalem. Patience. How many times has God given you something and, and you just, wow, what's going on, God? And you get frustrated. And when God tells you to wait, be patient. Do you wait? And are you patient? You see, when you wait, when you are patient, you're showing God that you trust him. You may not feel God. You may not have that. Listen, these guys didn't even have the Holy Spirit yet. We're talking about in those 10 days, they're waiting for the spirit of God to come down. You may not feel God sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. You may not. You have to learn to be patient. Trust in God. He gives you something. Be patient. Look what it says here. Look what it says here. Be patient. Romans 12.2. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Psalm 27.14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. I'm going to keep reading you more verses. Can you, are you guys being fed? Say amen. amen. Second Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Listen, just because you don't have it right away doesn't mean it's not on the way. Just because you don't have it right away doesn't mean it's not on the way. Right when your blessing is about to hit, many people, and I've seen it give up. What happens? You lose faith. You can't lose faith, you can't grow weary. You need to be strong. Trust. And when you're patient and you know that God's in control, that He's the one, that'll supply all your needs. Why am I why am I being anxious? Why am I trying to do it myself? When is it that we make mistakes and we sin? Well, when we put our desires before God, when we think we know what's best for us instead of what He knows what's best for you, right? When you fall short, you're not, you're not in sync with God when you make that mistake. Oh, we got the flesh. That's true. But if you resist the devil, constant prayer, listen, you can, you can overcome and achieve anything you want in this life. We have God. But sometimes you need to be patient. You need to trust. And then look what happens here. Acts 2, 1 through 4. The disciples were patient. The disciples waited, praying, stayed in Jerusalem. Jesus told them to stay in Jerusalem where the party is, right where the trenches are. Some of you have been praying to God for something, and you feel like you're in the trenches right now. You may be going through some negative situations. It's not easy. It all looks like it's coming against you. You may not feel God, but listen, the day of Pentecost has come. The day of Pentecost for your life has come. And look what it it says in Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, Your day has fully come. I declare it and I prophesy it over your life, over every area of your life, in the name of Jesus. Go to the next verse. And suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. You see, suddenly is how God shows up. Suddenly. When you think everything is done, when you're about to throw the towel, suddenly, say suddenly, God will show up in every area of your life. Suddenly, your whole house filled with the spirit of the living God. I said suddenly, suddenly. Then there, appeared to them with div- then, then there appeared to them divine tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Go to the next one. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You will be filled, you and your house. The power of the Spirit of the living God lives within you. If you're a believer be patient don't grow weary don't give up this life isn't over yet if you're here and you're breathing and you're watching me live don't give up don't throw the towel because suddenly a shift can occur in your life for the better. Suddenly, suddenly, the Spirit of God will take total control. Glory be to Jesus. Put your hands together if you believe that, church. Glory be to Jesus. Right where you're at, close your eyes. Close your eyes right where you're at, church. We're not we're not done just yet. But I'm going to do something a little different today. Some of you right where you're at. Just I want you to just think about those dreams, maybe those past dreams, maybe those past goals, the, that, that vision that God has maybe instilled to in you in the past, maybe right now or recently you're going through it. I don't know. Some of you may have given up on it, and others are right now fighting, whether it's with business, with your health, with your family, I don't know, but you and God know god definitely knows bible says he knows all the desires of your heart and i want you right now to just really really guess the word will be elaborate on it dwell on it and if and if you think for one reason because listen the enemy will come to your mind and tell him forget about what you thought before and you're trying he's trying to make you give up on what he god is trying to do with you right now First of all, what you thought was dead, the same power, that Holy Spirit power, the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ is the same power that lives within you. What you thought was dead before can be resurrected in the name of Jesus. Nothing is dead when you got the Holy Ghost. There is power to revive whatever has, what you thought was dead is not dead. The spirit of the living God lives within you. You can do all things through Christ, including revive an old vision or dream that you allowed to die because you probably weren't patient, because you probably were scared, because you probably thought it would never come to pass. I'm here to tell you today, revive that in the name of Jesus. That's number one. Number two, those people that are going through it right now, you know who you are. I want the band to come up. Those of you that know that right now you're grabbing a hold of something that God has given you today, the day of Pentecost. Glory be to God. Suddenly, your blessing, suddenly, your blessing comes to pass. What you have to do is have a heart of gratitude and open up your arms and say, God, I'm ready to receive it. ready to receive it stand to your feet church I'm here Lord use me as your vessel my king talk to your God tell him I'm trusting in you God I'll be patient with you Lord my eyes are gonna keep being set on you God I'm not gonna alter I'm not gonna shift away I love you my God I trust in you